today's program, I have one last tune for you. My very favorite singer, Sarah Vaughn, with I Cried For You. Now it's your turn to cry over me. Catch you next week. Now it's your turn to cry over me Every road has a turning That's one thing you're learning I cried for you What a fool I used to be Now I found two eyes just a little bit bluer I found a heart a little bit truer I cried for you Get out to Hidden City Records on February 10th and celebrate the release of Being, the full-length debut from Vancouver art rock band Nothingness. The album is available now through Big Smoke Records and is accompanied by a three-colored silk screen poster in collaboration with visual artist Patrick Cruz. Tickets are $10 at the door with support from Spruce Trap and Moondle. Head over to www.bigsmokevancouver.com for more information. Lincoln Alexander was a black Canadian who achieved much in politics. The child of Jamaican immigrants, he served in the Royal Canadian Air Force during World War II. He graduated from the Osgoode Hall Law School in 1953 and practiced at a number of firms for more than a decade. In 1968, he ran in Canada's federal election in the Hamilton West Electoral District. He won and became Canada's first black member of parliament. He served four consecutive terms before stepping down in 1980. In 1985, he was appointed Lieutenant Governor of Ontario, becoming the first black Canadian to hold a vice-regal position. Alexander passed away on October 19, 2012. In December 2013, Lincoln Alexander Day was made a law in Ontario and is held on January 21st. His wife, Marnie Beale Alexander, is currently working to make it a national holiday for Canada. 
This has been a Black History Month PSA brought to you by CITR. This quarter magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, Discorder lives. Your favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder magazine or at rickshawtheater.com. Tune in every Thursday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. for the Community Living Show. Join host Michael, Kelly, and friends every Thursday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM and streaming online at CITR.ca because you've got a friend in Community Living and CITR.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Now, when you were starting out as a writer, you were black, impoverished, homosexual. You must have said to yourself, gee, how disadvantaged can I get? Well, no, I thought I hit the jackpot. Oh, great. (laughs) 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 It was so outrageous, you could not go any further, you know. So you had to find a way to use it. Curated by Barbara Chirinos in partnership with Viff Van City Theatre, the annual Black History Month film series shines a spotlight on African North American film and history. This year's program encompasses music, political protest, spiritual, emotional, enterprise, and endeavor. The centerpiece of Black History Month at Van City Theatre is the exclusive Vancouver premiere of the Academy Award-nominated documentary I Am Not Your Negro, screening from February 24th. Other highlights include Julie Dash's seminal Daughters of the Dust, the music films Molly Blues and Sign of the Times, and a new Canadian documentary about the untold history of black hockey players, Soul on Ice. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR Radio, Vancouver. Um, if For those of you who don't know me, my name is uh, RPP Sound. I, my regular show airs on Saturdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, what you're listening to right now is sort of a special edition, we'll call it, for the time being friends of RPP Sound. And first friend in studio today with me is Mr. Tim Redman. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I grew up in the northeast of England, lived in the city of Newcastle, and um, growing up was in a town and a region that had a lot of folk music and so um when you were a teenager and you had a guitar and you wanted to you know to play um one of the most welcoming places was to play in your local folk club so that's that was a thing that we did uh, back in those days and uh, that's what got me into and it that, really. that scene as i understand at that time was um ended up being a fairly influential folk music scene uh Enormously influential because not only with the folk music scene, but if you trace some of the biggest bands from that era like Jethro Tull and Led Zeppelin, a lot of what they did was rooted in English folk really? music. Really? Wow. You know, wow. You hear Jimmy Page playing acoustic guitar and things like Black Mountain Side. That's like, he took that away from Martin Coffey, who's a legend of English folk music. So lots of crossover between the folk and the rock thing. I imagine your parents must have been musical, your family. How did you get into music? Uh, my parents were both musical. My mother was a piano player, and my dad played the ukulele banjo. Wow. And uh, used to uh, entertain us all with ribald songs. We thought it was great when we were kids because there was loads of swearing in there. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and the latest album now is uh, a little bit different. Yeah, it is. It's It's a lot different. I mean... Over the years, I've played in rock bands, in punk rock bands, in ska bands, in soul bands, because uh, I played a lot of electric guitar and just, you know, what whoever would hire me, I would do it. Um, and I like a lot of different kinds of music. And as a result of that, I would write songs and maybe not have a band to play those kinds of songs. And over the last 
20 years or so I've been really focused more than anything on folk and Celtic music and meanwhile I've had this backlog of songs. So Blue is a song uh, that was written um, as a kind of statement about getting back to your musical roots and you know as well as folk music the early music I listened to was a lot of blues and a lot of blues influenced music. When you're a guitar player and you're a beginner the blues gives you the opportunity to play loads of great songs and you only need to know three chords. Right. And also the solo. Maybe, maybe sort of that's where people would start learning is typically the, yeah, it's the blues it, for something. It's a classic uh, chord sequence, a 12-bar blues, and uh, it's a kind of thing that when you're jamming with people, everybody knows that as a musical reference. So uh, the idea of Go Blue was the notion of getting back to that um, stuff. Let's take a, a, a listen here for a sec. The title track of the new album, Go Blue, uh, with Mr. Tim Reedman in studio with me right now. Um, Tim, tell me that. So, so where can, uh, first of all, your website. 
Uh, my website's timredman.com and Redman is spelt with an A, so it's R-E-A-D-M-A-N.com. Timredman.com. And the new album is available. Uh, where, where can people hear you? Where can they... Uh, you can get it on iTunes, uh, which is probably where most people would get it. You can get it on CD Baby, but any sort of uh, well-known download So it's sites, everywhere. It's, uh, you know, I can't remember the names of them all, but it's, it's pretty much everywhere, yeah. And you were just telling me, so th- this album... Uh, Maybe a bit more of a blues feel, a R&B feel, um, than your typical, uh, what you come to be known for, folk music. Um, are you done with folk music? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, it's not done with me, because it, <laughs> it, 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 it's in my head and in my heart, and I listen to a lot of it. Um, Super. So... But I think that, I mean, it's in the end of the day, it's all just music, you know. And, yeah, and And yeah. I think most people tend to think of music in categories, but most musicians and most music fans like all sorts of stuff. And it's always know? sort of evolving, isn't it? The, the yeah. sound that might be in right now might go out of style and come back in again. And it, I bet if I came around your house, I'd find a couple of records in your collection. I'd be dead surprised that yeah, you had yeah, when I found your Abba's greatest hits or, you know, for sure. your Madonna collection yeah, or yeah. Wh- whatever it is you've got. <laughs> it's the same for everybody. Listen to that track in moments, your voice reminded me of Paul McCartney. I, I was hearing. Well, I'm glad, to hear, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you play around town? Where, where can people see you? Uh, is there any regular gigs or any... Uh, um, you know, for years and years, I had uh, regular gigs on Main Street. I used to do a residency at the Montmartre Cafe. I was there for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And what I found is that um, over time, the availability of those gigs has really diminished. And the work that you have to do to get a gig these days, which is a pass-the-hat gig... You know, mm-hmm. in other words, where you're just relying on donations. Kind of a one-off. Uh, it's crazy. So I tend to... What's changed in, in that? Is it is it the internet? And, and well, I think that the popularity of live music as an entertainment form um, has been challenged by a lot of other things, not least of which is the internet, um, online gaming... Um, the, I mean, I'm somebody who I'll, I'll never turn down an opportunity to go out and see live music, even if I, I don't think it's quite my genre. Or, it's live. It's, it's happening. It's evolving right in sure. front of you. Um, that being said, there's so many bars, restaurants in Vancouver that are challenged with, with license permits and you're not allowed to stand up, you're not allowed to dance or yeah. this sort of thing. And, and of course, music is, lend, lends just to the opposite of that. Um, do you think that's got better in, 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 in recent times or so much well, change I, in I that? Think, People I always say this is a no-fun Vancouver. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you, you, you have to know where to look. I mean, it all depends on what your own taste is. I mean, an idea of a good night out for me is to be as far away from downtown Granville Street as I can yeah, get. Yeah. But for some people, they love it. That's, that's, their, that's thing. their thing. Right. So that's cool. But one thing I would say is when you look at Vancouver, when I moved here, which is a long time ago now, it's 30 years, I moved here in 1987, I could reel off a list of names like the Town Pump, the Railway Club, the Savoy, and I noticed outside CITR you've got all the old copies of Discorder. Right, And right, when you right. look at the, the just just randomly flick through that, you see all these names of places, the Smiling Buddha. That we were gu- guaranteed live music. Elephant, yeah, yeah. And, Centered, you know, like centered around live music as the main reason to go to that room, and and that's definitely not as frequent. Mm-hmm. I mean, those places are. Yeah, just take a walk. F- take a walk down Granville Street and count the number of places that yeah. have a, a paid band playing live music. Yep, 
Yeah. Are you uh, are you on Facebook or? Uh, I am. Okay. Because yeah. I find it, certainly for myself that seems to be the source these days of hearing about new shows that are coming yeah. up, and uh, that, that's, a, that's a major change. I mean, it used to be you'd turn to something like Discord or the Georgia Street uh, to see what's in and around town, and it's, it's certainly sure. a different format. I, I think there have been examples of people. I mean, not that I'm that familiar with it, but these days people have sort of broken their career by social media, you know, by having a, a presence and building up, uh, following, doing webinars, <laughs> doing <laughs> sort of online yep. concerts and stuff. It's an interesting um, development, uh, but I don't think that you'll ever replace the intimacy and the human communication. Certainly not. No, there's just sort of an energy. Ed. I want to play a track here from uh, one of your older albums. I, I think this was, was it 1999? Was uh, this one the... Yeah, In Black and White. In Black and White. Yeah. Um, and this was recorded live at the old uh, Atlantic Trap and Gill, is that, that That's correct? right, yeah. 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 And I remember that space. It had the, had the old church pews and... It's just energy in the in, in the room, you know. It, it was a a very live venue. No question, that place was rocking, and we played there regularly back in the days. I was playing with Alison Russell, who's now with the Birds of Chicago, and um, yeah, we did this album with the CBC Mobile. It was amazing. Pulled a great big truck and just ran some cable well, so in they just through ran the window. Live right through from and the we, house. We Amazing. Played. Amazing. And everybody, it was it was frequented by a lot of uh, East Coasters, yeah. Newfoundlanders, Cape Bretoners, Nova Scotians, uh, New Brunswickians, all yeah, of those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is a folk classic, Mary Mack, from uh, the, the name of the album again was? In Black and White. Mary Mack's mother's making her back, Mary Lee, my mother's making me very, very much. Let him marry her, so I'll marry get the can. She's the girl I wanna take. A lot of other fellas like to get up on a track, but I'm thinking that I'd have to get up early. Mary Max, mother's making Mary Mac, Mary me, my mother's making me very, very Mac. Gonna marry Mary, some American to carry, I'll be making Mary when I'm Mary Mary Mac. This sweet lass, she's got a lot of cash, she's got a lot of brass, and her father thinks I'm gas. I'd be a silly ass to let the matter pass. Her father thinks she suits me very fairly. Mary Max, mother's making Mary Mac, Mary me, my mother's making me very, very Mac. Gonna marry Mary, some American to carry, I'll be making Mary when I'm Mary Mary Classic song, uh, Mary Mac from. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> the album, or, or the, the, it was Tim Redman and the Fair of Drinking. Uh, was that a, another band, or was that? That that was another band. Yeah, uh, started off in, oh, probably '93, '92 with. Uh, different lineup just called fear of drinking okay and then i got together with alison russell and uh kind of changed the name of the band because alison changed everything 
uh, and it was a different band, really, from the original well, Fear of Drinking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that song certainly makes me want to take a drink. Yeah, <laughs> so, she's a force it. of nature, that's for sure. <laughs> um, we're promoting uh, T- Tim Redman in studio with me again. His website is timredman.com. You're listening to 101.9 FM Vancouver, CITR.ca. Streaming and podcasting at CITR.ca. And uh, we're promoting the T- Tim's new album called Go Blue. Um, who did you work with on this album, Tim? What? Well, the whole album was me and one other guy by the name of Bill Buckingham and people who've been around the music scene in Vancouver uh, over the past several years will know Bill. Uh, he's worked with tons of different people and produced a lot of albums in all sorts of fields, uh, very well respected in the field of country music, done a lot of stuff that. And wow. so uh, Bill plays everything I don't, so... I played the guitars and do all the singing and 